pumpkin or apple pie? Mashed potato with or without skins? Well, immigrantly family, it is that time of the year again, where decisions around the most benign yet crucial elements of a day dedicated to eating turkey are upon us. This is your host, Sadia Khan, and I'm here with two immigrantly colleagues, bringing you a fusion episode, largely reflection-oriented on the fun and follies of Thanksgiving. Each of us will share our relationship with Thanksgiving, what we ascribe to, and how we observe this rather complicated holiday. Listeners, we are so excited to have you tuned in and want to extend a proverbial hand. If any of you have an amusing Thanksgiving story or photo to share, send it our way. We would love to open our platform and feature what this community is up to. Where traditions are concerned at Immigrantly, we believe they are meant to be adapted. So if you are a family who plays spades over football, tell us why and what meaning it holds. We are here to listen. Talking about traditions, I will start with one of our own, Yudilu, who will share her unconventional Thanksgivings, including Nintendo and Styrofoam plates. A content writer at Immigrantly, Yudi considers herself a keen conversationalist on mustard and irrelevant facts and part of the nebulous 1.5 generation Chinese-American crowd. Here she is. As an only child, family dinner never took on the commotion and clout of those scenes in movies when the ruddy uncle asks for the brandy too soon and the cousin brings a girlfriend nobody knew of. Perhaps I'm being dramatic, but that was my concept of a true American Thanksgiving meal for a good deal of my childhood. I had moved to the States when I was four, and Thanksgiving was just as foreign to me as peanut butter is to my parents to this day. I became acutely aware of the emphasis placed on this holiday for my shopping cart rides through Costco, courtesy of my dad who needed to restock on another 15-pound Kokuho rose rice bag. Sounds familiar, right? When I reached my preteen years, I discovered that Thanksgiving meant a colorfully set table with its origami napkins and spoons of different fullness. Such images bear little resemblance to the cluttered, deliciously messy potlucks my parents brought me to, and which I remember with tactile fondness. That itchy sweater dress from Land's End, the green bean casserole I'd helped my mom mix. Though the recipe only had like three ingredients, one of which is in the dish's name, my mom and I took great pride in it being perfectly infused with flavor and crispy at the top. It was a job well done only if the Pyrex returned home empty and scraped. My dad, on the other hand, would be in his own world, stuffing the salted duck with ginger and scallions. Now that I look back at this annual kitchen scene, I smile because it was so beautifully understated. Unbeknownst to me then, and only by verbalizing it now, the cacophony of scents is exactly what I want in my kitchen when I grow up. 
which I am, but not in the roast your own turkey sense yet. I grew up going to church and mine isn't the horror story of orthodoxy turned atheism. In fact, it was a racially affirming community more than anything, where I was me and my parents were my parents. Different because of what passed through them, their views and interests, instead of who they stood next to at PTO meetings. Naturally then, Thanksgiving dinners were with these very church people, extended family born of faith and immigrant status. These dinners were potluck styled, where each household signed up for a traditional dish. Pecan pie was always the last row to be filled on that spreadsheet. Sweets in general, actually. When it came to what Chinese food one would bring, it was total carte blanche since each family had their specialty and we were a crew from all over. Some from Northern China, others from the region most notable for Sichuan food. I recall these dinners would turn competitive, if not over the food, then over spades. As the adults had some to drink, the banter would become more effusive and soon everyone was vying for Iron Chef. The commotion then would pass onto card games played with comparable Catan fervor. You might be wondering, what did the kids do? Exactly what you probably did. We ate as much as our stomachs could handle right off the styrofoam plates to which our grubby hands were relegated. While some families played football, we stayed inside and practiced something more nimble. Super Smash Bros. So incredibly fun, I know. This along with banquets worth of American food, Chinese delicacies, and store-bought pies lent itself to a feeling of slow time. When the outside world dropped away and everything felt just right. Now, what would a Thanksgiving episode be if we didn't share favorite dishes? I, for one, always looked forward to mashed potatoes, without skin, of course. As a kid, in case the hosting family didn't have Lando Lakes butter, which was pretty common, I'd bring my own stick. No, seriously, I did. It was a hot commodity and earned me brownie points with the other kids whose Americanized taste resembled my own. But let me tell you about the gravy. Oh gosh, it was bastardized until it was unrecognizable. I swear, there was soy sauce in that boat. I felt embarrassed before about my un-American ways or how my parents are very much on that threshold, holding on to certain comforts of their upbringing while adopting other conveniences of this country. For instance, my mom was that mom who would always ask parents to wear house slippers. And I can't even tell you the number of times my dad pronounced herb with an audible H at the grocers. I'm guilty of these very linguistic slips too. Such minutiae I now wear more fondly, as evidence of my bicultural upbringing. It's taken equal support and introspection to speak of my heritage with curiosity rather than discomfort. I'm so glad there were dumplings and braised pork at that Thanksgiving table. And this year, my dad has opted for another bird to commemorate the day. Your good old poultry. I'll be baking a pumpkin pie because someone has to provide the insulin spike. In the end, Thanksgiving to me is a time for slowing down, 
reflecting, and feeling gratitude for the present moment. It's a holiday that is accessible, moldable to the flavors and traditions of our native culture if we allow it to be. Get a little funky. Own the whims that your family has woven into their celebration and choice of foods. Hopefully, for even a few hours, any dissonance and ghosts from the past fall away. So, here's to owning our differences, embracing Thanksgiving for its themes of rest, gratitude, growth, and togetherness. As far as I'm concerned, we made it through one hell of a year, and that is worth a second, if not third, helping of apple pie. Since Yudi shared her favorite Thanksgiving dish, I feel like I'm obliged now. The best dish I've ever had on this holiday is the green bean casserole. Yep, we cook it every year and my daughters love it. Unfortunately, I never had green beans in Pakistan. Coming from somewhat spicy food culture, I found the casserole bland initially. Still, I eventually developed a taste for it, and now I cannot imagine my Thanksgiving without it. For me, Thanksgiving is the one American holiday I feel most connected to, partly because there is no religious undercurrent. Instead, celebrating Thanksgiving with turkey, gravy, and pie epitomized making it as an immigrant a rite of passage of sorts, and validation for newcomers, if you will. Over the years, Thanksgiving has become a beautiful blend of new and old cultural traditions. We've experimented with turkey stuffed with biryani. Yep, it may sound strange, but it tastes fantastic, and kheer as dessert instead of pie. also want to acknowledge that it took me a while to realize that Thanksgiving is not as pure as I initially made it out to be. I think it's essential that our kids know and are taught the unflavored truth. This way we can look at each other across the table so vibrant and textured like a 3D topographic map with this unspoken understanding that this day is painful for many folks. Unspoken matters aside, let's also be explicit about the uplifting aspects of this holiday. I, for one, am so appreciative of my family and that includes all of you. Immigrantly has become a touchstone of my identity and sense of belonging through its guests, episodes and of course our fearless listeners. I am grateful to have this space to speak, listen, learn, and sit with the currents that run through our individual and collective lives. Enough about me. Next up, we have Kylie Roberts, associate producer of Immigrantly. Her parents join her to talk through what they think of Thanksgiving, how traditions have shifted through the years, and the quirks that have developed along the way. And action clap. 
to sink them. No, 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 you don't have to clap. Okay, hold it. Why are you sitting like that? Like what? You're sitting weirdly. No, I'm not. I'm just like a, a popping. No, you have like to that. hold it close to you. Like how I'm holding it. Isn't the thing down here? No, the speaker's up here. You sure? Yeah, the mic's down there. Oh. Oh. You millennials. <laughs> So at the time of this recording, I was taking a moment to get away from the city. I have the privilege of having parents with a home not too far. For the past five years, they've been living in the town my dad grew up in on Long Island. So, Dad, we're revving up to Thanksgiving, and I'm wondering if you can tell me a bit about the meals your mom used to make when you were growing up for this holiday. It was delicious. <laughs> You're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so we're adding that in by the way yeah. for quick context my dad's mother was a panamanian immigrant and his father was from maine he was white <laughs> i remember so many things about my mom and what she cooked and how she cooked and the aroma that emanated throughout the house you know when we came walking in it was so nice and then she used to have the big bowl of walnuts that we used to crack ourselves I used to love that. Wait, actually? Yes. <laughs> Every year for Thanksgiving, she used to have a big bowl of walnuts. And then the, just to eat raw? Yeah, you just crack them. She had the, the, the metal cracker, the thing. Like a nutcracker. A nutcracker, yes. So Did you put the walnuts in anything? No, we just cracked the walnuts and ate them out of the shell. It's weird. It was so good. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, anything from the turkey to the stuffing that she used to put inside the turkey at the time. It was so good. And you said that she didn't make any specific Panamanian dishes. I was just wondering if she ever like put like a Hispanic twist on anything, you know? I, yeah, I think she put onions in something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think she did. I don't remember because yeah. I think if she Every... made if she made something out of the ordinary, we are probably as kids we probably wouldn't have even eaten it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Well, you know kids are. Mom, your situation is a little different. My grandmother did not cook. <laughs> what was your Thanksgiving like? Also, I don't even really know if y'all celebrated like that. Without airing too much of my mom's personal life here, I will say I almost felt insensitive asking this question as it was coming out. My mom is a first-generation U.S. citizen where her father was Turkish and she lived with her Algerian mother and grandmother in New York City. I'd never thought about asking about the holidays. That's my bad. But I think especially knowing her mother was a pioneering businesswoman who essentially worked until the day she died meant that they weren't that relevant. Yeah, so no, we never celebrated like that. Like at all? Um, not until um, teenage years. And at that point, I would cook the whole meal. Really? Yes. But um, that ended very shortly because gatherings at my house were very traumatic and always ended up in some kind of chaotic argument or fight. So I don't remember Thanksgiving as a very happy moment with my immediate family. Um, I probably celebrated a, a few Thanksgivings together but they always ended badly. And uh, eventually I spent Thanksgivings with my friends and we made 
our own Thanksgiving, you know, we're a family, my friend, mm-hmm. you know, my friends, I grew up with it and we did our own Thanksgiving because it's, you know, they were first generation American. I'm first generation American and, you know, their parents don't understand Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My mother never celebrated these kind of holidays. So um, it we made our own and that's what I remember Thanksgiving mostly with my friends and those were the happy memories. We all cooked something and we always celebrated together. So so when you cooked something, did that thing happen to be mac and cheese? I ask this because Mama Sada makes the most delicious mac and cheese. Five cheeses, hand shredded, baked to perfection. No breadcrumbs. <laughs> Actually, no. Mac and cheese was something that um, I started cooking, I guess, when... I started going out with your dad. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know any any of my white friends who have mac and cheese at their Thanksgiving tables, yet it is a staple at ours. Mac and cheese is like a staple, right? Mac and cheese, mashed potato, sweet well, potato. Well, for us, though, like I feel like it's super specific to us. The, the year that I spent my first time not having Thanksgiving with you guys this year will be my second. I made mac and cheese, and my partner at the time was like, I've never had mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. So like I did not know that that was a I thing. I think it's like a more of a Southern kind of thing, right? Regardless, it's delicious and it is my favorite part. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what you want. Like I didn't, re- I never, because like, you know, okay, the American side of the family, they expect certain dishes yes right? they're like the staples staples. The staples so like for example if if i go to make cranberries that are from scratch <laughs> i get ridiculed because because it has someone to wants be can. cranberries from the can yes, like you know to, it's what you're it's what you're used to what your childhood memories are um you know and it's food as the years goes by, it changes because, of course, you, you want to try different things. But mm-hmm. the things that stick are the things that taste good <laughs> also. And it seems like the mac and cheese turned out really good. And I mean, I'm so used to the things when I was young that we, we didn't have a whole bunch of sides and stuff like that. And I would be perfectly fine, even though mom makes the great mac and cheese forget it that alone it will fill you up at you know in no time but i would be perfectly fine with turkey the stuffing uh the sweet potato and you know we used to have rice but we we have i don't think we've ever had rice since you guys no rice you know, is not a thing something i had before but when you guys were born we never had rice yeah no so we had potatoes you know so just those few items you know we didn't I don't remember having greens on the table, you know. So on this idea of evolution, how do you think your understanding of Thanksgiving has changed throughout the years? Before we were talking about how you suspend it with your family and extended family, which was also convenient for you because you grew up where your extended family lived as well. Um, But I feel like for our family, as long as the four of us were together, that's all I expected. Like I never... It would be a surprise if people were coming over. And we also never traveled. The fact that nobody wanted to travel to the city, traffic, uh, parking, all that stuff. was. Uh, well, we, we didn't we, want to travel either. We, we took that into account. <laughs> well, that as well. The kids were younger. It's a lot different. You know, uh, we decided in home, 
And I think we had your your mom also. Yeah. We, uh, oh, right, right, right. So, so we didn't want to really travel that much, you know. So it wasn't until the kids got older, were older, that we, you know, we did have, uh, we went to Aunt Elena's house, for instance, one year. I think that might have been the only time that we went to somebody else's house for Thanksgiving. But once we got the new house here, on several occasions that we did have, we did entertain here at this house mm-hmm. where everybody bought a dish, you know, Uncle Dale bought. The uh, uh, what do you call those greens? The ones they have down south. Collard greens. Collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> Not even used to that. Uh, I don't know. Maram. Did Maram bring? She brought yams, or no? She yeah. brought the monkey bread. Monkey bread. So I never heard of that. You know. You monkey know, bread. I've heard so of good. it, but never at a. Never had it. So you know, people. But it's bring... a nice time because everybody contributes and they bring their own specialty yeah. or whatever they that they want to share. And it's like, a, it's definitely a topic around the table. And it's just something that brings people together. Food brings people together. It seems like you have gone through very different iterations of Thanksgiving. Whereas for dad and I, it has been a consistent holiday that we expect throughout both of our lives. But for you, it didn't start off that way and wasn't always pleasant. So how do you think your understanding has changed from when you started celebrating Thanksgiving to now? Probably from a very young age, I strived for, okay, I don't want to say perfection or whatever, but I strived for something you know, better. Cause I knew there was better. I in saw, terms of what? In terms of have, having family gatherings mm-hmm. and, you know, sharing traditions. It's, you know, uh, it's things that I saw that other people were doing, but it was, you know, and I tried to do that in my own house mm-hmm. with my own siblings and my mother, but uh, there was so much conflict that it never, it never panned out. Right. So that was lacking. So, um, as I got older and I, you know, I, I really met really good friends, my best friends, I, they're like, they're my sisters. Um, we created our own because we all wanted the same things, like, right. you know, you're, you know, and I say this again, like being first generation American, you want to fit in somehow, some way mm-hmm. what's with whatever everyone else is doing. But, um, so we would we would just plan, you know, holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, whatever, you know, ourselves, you know, not including our actual parents, <laughs> just ourselves. And we would, you know, cook and it was just a really fun time. Mm-hmm. And I I don't necessarily, I never had the, the idea that like, um, holidays had to be filled with you know hundreds of people right um don't have that at all uh in my mind it was always just you want to be around people who you care about who care about you who you have a good time with Mm -hmm. and just to create those you know good time memories you you know so you were more focused on found family if anything curating your own space to feel safe and yes 100 percent 
A hundred percent. I spent most of my childhood running away from my Mm -hmm. house, (laughs) from my home. Although I cannot relate to your family dynamics, I think I relate to you as far as found family goes and like the importance of that, um, which bring will bring me to my next point. This year, I am spending Thanksgiving with my two roommates, uh, people who I've met within this past year, who I now consider very close family And I love them so much, Taryn and Friday. Um, But we are spending Thanksgiving apart for the second time this year because mom and dad, you are going on a cruise. So this year is very different (laughs) for you. Um, So I thought that this was interesting because, I mean, throughout my life, it has been like very pressed that holidays are always spent together as a family. And as you guys are both talking, obviously family is very important to you. So I want to know, I mean... So, yeah, I want to know how you feel spending Thanksgiving away from home. This is your like you we we talked about already. You guys don't like traveling on holidays or anything like that. So how do you feel being away, especially on a boat? Yeah, we have never traveled uh, on holidays before. This is the first time. So just to be clear, it wasn't (laughs) planned. Yes, yes, yes. It was a covid situation where the cruise the trip was postponed and then when it was rescheduled it just happened to fall mm-hmm. on thanksgiving week and because we're we're taking um your dad dad's aunt with us she's mm-hmm. 83 and she has never experienced like a vacation like this that and we decided we weren't going to cancel it i think we 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 really enjoy other people's joy. Yes. We're just that kind of people. And maybe other people don't understand it the <laughs> same way. Like we are learning. Yes. Um, sometimes when you give too much, um, it's definitely never enough for other people. Yeah. But you you sacrifice a lot of yourself and a lot of the things that you want. And um, it takes a lot to learn that it's okay that you can you can you know you can put yourself first yes you can take that uh, you know after a lifetime to <laughs> learn that it is still very difficult now because we're just not that kind of people I think that's also something people really struggle with over the holidays too generally because I think that there is such a big uh focus and pressure to be around family during the holidays because it's always it's a it's a part of the conversation always is that Mm -hmm. holidays are for families holidays are for going home etc and I Mm -hmm. think that that can sometimes just put an unwanted or unneeded pressure on people definitely in our days everybody is busy Mm -hmm. they're just work 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 or you know family I mean not family but their own family their immediate families and you know there's so much going on in their lives people don't have enough downtime so for the holidays like let's say Thanksgiving Christmas I mean and not for nothing I'm not Catholic or Christian so Chris Christmas is Christmas not, is an American holiday. Just, Let's just settle it's that. It's not, you know, but <laughs> these are the times of year that people do um, 
they can have the excuse to say, you know what, it's a holiday, so I'm going to be around family, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's like a, it's already an appointment that you've made in mm-hmm. your book and you can intentionally spend that time with family. But unfortunately, other than the holidays and things, mostly everybody is busy, 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 you know? Right. And to stay connected, to stay in your community is so uh, that much more difficult in in our time now. Right. You know, so that's one of the reasons I feel holidays are important because you want to be connected, you know, to the, you know, your family, your people, basically. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that um, when you can't throughout the year? So if it wasn't for the fact that uh, cousin Fuifo and his wife Alicia were not going on this cruise, I, I, I would say we would cancel this, this and I would prefer <laughs> to be here with the kids and stuff for this holiday because we can go on a cruise at any time. You know, like you said, it would just uh, just happen to be that way that we, it was postponed and mm-hmm. the dates, you know, got jumbled up. I'm really surprised that they have a. A Thanksgiving cruise. Uh, I mean, that's not what they call it. <laughs> they but, run all year, but yeah. So, but you know, but I, I don't know. I, I think everybody has a good time, regardless. And um, it's probably the first and the last time we'll do it around. <laughs> so don't get used to this. <laughs> don't worry, we won't burn the house down. Before this conversation, I didn't realize that my parents had not planned this Thanksgiving cruise on purpose. But at the end of the day, I think they really deserve it. From how I see it, my parents have continuously made space for family and making sure that everyone else is happy. But for the first time since 1997, they also don't have to worry about their children or scheduling what time the turkey goes into the rotisserie or how long it takes to bake the mac and cheese. For the first time in 24 years, they can focus on themselves, and I'm empathetically grateful. To close out, my dad turned the tables on me. I'm not Mm -hmm. even sure how you feel about yourself, being that you, other than this will be the second time. Yeah, we actually never asked you, you feel? How do you feel about (laughs) it, of us us going away and leaving you hanging? How how do I feel? You're asking me now? Yes. I feel, I feel nothing. I feel... (laughs) I don't know how I feel actually. I don't Are you think- gonna miss mom's mac and cheese? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like ruminate that up for a second. I I will I will miss you. I- <laughs> I, we will I- miss you too. We miss you now that you live in another household, really. Yeah, but now I'm here on a random Monday. So yeah. th- these are the moments we cherish. <laughs> thank you, thank you for talking. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, you can go to bed now. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's true. There's plenty to reckon with. Should we consider Thanksgiving in the context of colonialism tormenting history? We must bear with all the good this day also offers. America certainly has done a fine job at recording Thanksgiving as a fable of harmony. The first feast occurred four centuries ago, can you believe it, in November 1621. But it wasn't the multicultural pageantry we are misled to believe. 
If you want to read up on this, we have linked helpful articles and our own 2020 Thanksgiving episode, which delves into the history of Thanksgiving. Listeners, I don't want us to get mired down but by all this intense history either. We must reflect on this holiday and its subtle promises for the present. So go ahead. Allow yourself to enjoy the festivities because the symbolism of family, gratitude and togetherness should not be lost on us either. With that, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of the immigrant family all these months and years. We wish you and your family a grounding and joyous holiday.